Hello everyone, I'm Simon Ford of Forge Gin. Martinis, gin and tonics, Negronis, great classic cocktails is what I'm about. But I also love to hear of great recipes from great bartenders from around the world, which is why we've partnered with Beyond the Drink for this season. Cheers. Well, you just heard from the man himself, Simon Ford, and this season of Beyond the Drink is presented by Ford's Gin. I'm Cappy, and in this series, we're going to hear from some of the best bartenders in the country as they share the stories and recipes behind their favorite drinks. Beyond the Drink is a spinoff of Beyond the Plate, our podcast that sits down with the world's culinary elite to explore their journey into the food industry and the social impact they have made in their community. So if you're new to Beyond the Drink, welcome. If you listened before, we're so glad you're back. We hope this episode inspires you to create a delicious cocktail or, like the bartenders we feature, make a difference in your community. To get the cocktail recipe we discuss in this episode, you can check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. One more thing, we have some awesome Beyond the Plate merch. You can find a link in your podcast player or go to our website, beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Head on over and check out our hats, tees, hoodies, and more. Again, that's beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Enjoy this week's episode. All right, Christine, let's do a quick audio test for a lot of our chefs. We like to have that name three or five of a specific ingredient or item. But for you, let's name three fresh herbs you may use in a gin cocktail. Marjoram, thyme, and rosemary. Love it. You sound good. Let's do this. Today's guest has been immersed in the hospitality industry for over 20 years, starting as a chef and making a move to behind the bar. She's now the beverage director for an incredible hospitality group, one of my personal favorites. We think this transition from kitchen to bar was a good one because she's gone on to receive worldwide recognition working in acclaimed bars and restaurants in LA only before making her way to Miami. She's been featured in Food & Wine, GQ, and on Jimmy Kimmel Live, to name a few. You can find more on her in the episode notes and follow her on Instagram at DramaWise. That's D-R-A-M-A-W-I-S-E. Please enjoy this episode as we go beyond the drink with Christine Wiseman. Hi, Christine. Hello. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Christine, we've got a little cocktail theme speed round to get us going here. So given today's cocktail with New Year's Eve around the corner, we're going to go a little sparkly and fun with this speed round. All right. Number one, name the cocktail that inspired you to get behind the bar. I think my first cocktail that I made was a Sazerac randomly. And I can't believe I actually just remembered that. And I was like, what in the world is happening? There's like absinthe rinse and like sugar and people were throwing the glass and I was like, this is insane. And I'm in. (laughs) Sweet. Name a smell behind the bar you love. I love the, when we're picking mint behind the bar to get ready for the shift. I, that smell is just so amazing. Love it. Name a smell behind the bar you hate. (laughs) Bleach. What's the last cocktail you took a picture of on your phone? We just opened some restaurants in, here in Miami, at restaurants and bars, and had to take a bajillion photos for training materials. Got it. Tell us one gin cocktail everybody needs to try. Mine is the Forge Gin 50-50 Martini Orange Bitters Lemon Twist. Yum. Sounds delicious. I just love to add the extra vermouth and bringing it lower ABV, even though it's still, you know, a frick ton of booze in it. But I love it. I'm curious about number one, because this one like has a different meaning. Some people, you know, you've worked behind the bar for a while, but you got your start in the kitchen and you weren't always a bartender. As a cook, 
Was there a drink that got you interested in the bar world? I was so immersed into kitchen life that I didn't even, I was drinking like Stoli blueberry and Sprite. I had no idea. And this was like really before craft cocktails were making like a huge start in our world. It actually wasn't that long ago, but you know, I was heads down and trying to learn and write my own menus for like food menus and things like that. So I really, I was not focused in on any of like cocktail vibes at all until I was like, I can do this. And like came out and started working behind the bar. And like, that was the moment of like the Sazerac that I was like, holy, wow. That's cool. You probably bring such a neat perspective to the bar given your kitchen work, I suppose. All right, let's talk about this gin cocktail you brought for us today. It sounds quite festive just in time for the new year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always have something glitter on me. You know, I don't know if you can see, but glitter eyeliner on. And so I like to also incorporate that into my cocktail. So it's New Year's Eve. Let's get it. If this one time that you can come home in the morning with tons of glitter on you, I think it's that night. Got it. All right. So the time to sparkle, what's happening? Well, it's basically a variation on a French 75. So one part forged gin. I have a little lemon juice in there, a half part of a nice little raspberry syrup, some jasmine water, shake that up and throw a little glitter in there with it and shake it and top it with some sparkling wine and a little nice little fresh lemon zest. Talk to me about jasmine water. I lived in LA for a really long time and right by my apartment, well, everywhere in at night, in the spring and summer with the jasmine, like fresh jasmine is everywhere and it blooms and it's, the smell is so insane. And I just, I can, I love that. I loved it so much that this cocktail kind of reminds me of that, of that moment as well. So yeah, it's just, it's kind of like rose, you know, it's like the jasmine version of the rose water. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty strong, obviously, because you're only using a about 10 drops or so. Yeah, it's actually not as strong as the as rose water, but it's not as floral, but you know, I think that like the raspberry is just so pretty and and delicious and it goes so great with words in there, so. That's cool. And you sent us a link of the one you used, so we're going to link to that in our episode notes for everybody cuz I'm for sure going to be buying a bottle of jasmine water. And how about the raspberry simple syrup in there? I think Plenty of bartenders have taken us through their method, but just kind of walk us through that really quick if you won't mind. Basically, the easiest way is just equal parts sugar and water and throw in some raspberries and bring that to a boil and then strain off. Or if you want to get super raspberry, you know, I would just throw it all in a blender and strain it. But raspberries have... I like the add in to bring it to a boil to like extract flavor versus blending them because of the seeds in there. So it's just not as intense to strain off when if blending versus boiling with it. Interesting. So water, equal parts, water, sugar, raspberries, bring that all up to a boil, let it simmer for about 10 minutes, smash it all up to get the juices out I see here and then strain it off. Sweet. That sounds good. And maybe making this on New Year's Eve, Christine. Can you share a little bit more? I'm just now curious, just as you come from the kitchen world, which is more of the world I know, but what would you say is your point of view, like your POV on cocktails? I guess chefs like have one, I don't want to be cliche, but like everything from the farm or some people like the little Asian influence and use fish sauce and everything. Or you could, I could always tell like I want to cook trained under Jean George because of some of the things they put together. But would you say like you have a point of view on like in the cocktail space? No, because I think that we have so many different concepts so that I take inspiration from each one individually. 
versus formatting to my exact the way I would like make a drink. But I think that I'm all over the place. You know, again, so lucky to have lived in LA for so long and just having so many different ethnicities and represented in bountiful markets and produce and so many wonderful things. I miss that here in Miami, but I think I kind of go all the way around. Like I have always pulled from like, I lived in Thai town in LA, so kind of always pulled from Thai flavors, always, you know, changing things up. Like again, without being cliche, like a farmer's market vibes and going there and getting inspiration of what's in season and just rocking with it. That's cool. Love that. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. All right. Let's uh, wrap it up here with some social impact and giving back as I was explaining and we were chatting before we started recording here. All of our guests here on Beyond the Plate on the food or beverage side give back to their community in a really interesting way. Some have a certain cause, a certain organization and on and on and on. But I want to just give you a moment to shed some light on what a cause or organization may mean to you or something that you as a bartender you know, how you raise awareness for. Yeah. So I think, again, being so lucky to have so many wonderful spaces, you know, being able to take in things that are happening currently in the world, a natural disaster or for the war in Ukraine and, and really hosting different fundraising events in the moment to, to give back. A group that I really like to connect with and be with for fundraising events is Another Round, Another Rally. It was started during the pandemic by some friends and the amount is astronomical at this point, how much they've raised to to give back to within the community. So yeah, I think that's just kind of like not one specific, but to be there to help out in any way that I can with people. I love that about the whole hospitality industry in general. It's I hope you cooks, other cooks, bartenders don't take that for granted, like this incredible talent you have to just be able to on a whim, jump behind the bar, jump in the kitchen and to raise funds for like some incredible cause. Yeah, it's really great. And again, like being supported by my teams and, you know, just again, everyone kind of rallying around it to make it happen is really special. That's great. Awesome. Christine, thank you. I appreciate listening to everything you said. I enjoy your Instagram. You have some really fun positive people and things you you like shine a light on yourself. It's fun to see and quite inspirational to be really honest as I was sitting on my chair at 7 a.m. this morning with my you know <laughs> kids on my lap. But appreciate you and the whole bartending industry and community. So thank you. Thank you. And have a good rest of your day and hope to see you next time I'm in Miami. Yeah. And let me know how that drink turns out. I will for sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks. To get the recipe from this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplaypodcast.com. This episode is produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joel Yetton, and Sean Petrosian. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at OnCappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplaypodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is on all the socials at BT Plate Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy.